What up? We are back once again today. It is time to get the ball rolling. And we are ready to go once again on this special edition of Get the Ball Rolling. Uh, this isn't going to be a very long uh podcast this is just going to be uh, a little bit of a recap from our uh experience that we had over the weekend this last weekend i had the opportunity to go up to uh ogden and i was able to be in attendance for the weaver state uh north dakota football game now let me tell you a little bit about that. We we have reached out to both teams. Uh, we had Coach Danny Freud and Coach Matt, Matt Hammer on uh, the show a little bit earlier in the season. And uh, I was really excited. Number one, my family lives in uh, the greater Ogden area. And so I was able to go up and spend uh, some time with my family. And, and and we were able to, you know, just have a really good time uh, there. It was my wife's birthday. We had a, overall just a wonderful, uh, good time up there celebrating everything. Uh, and so uh, the main purpose, though, of going up there was to go and watch this football game. And this football game, let me tell you, was everything that you wanted it to be. It was amazing. We had turnovers. We had defensive struggles. We had stops when they needed to be stops. We had some amazing catches. Uh, we had, a, like, just everything you need out of a football game. Uh, so I got there, uh, the game was started at two. We got there, you know, uh, a little bit early. I was able to go out, uh, meet coach Danny Freund, meet a, a couple of other people for North Dakota, North Dakota and their football program. And it was really a cool experience. I was really impressed with, uh, uh, really everything. And, uh, there were a couple people that stood out to me, uh, on the football team who were just straight up impressive. And that's all I want to say. Like, like number 89, Garrett Mag, he is very, very impressive. I mean, he was like, I mean, he was so tall and he, he made some amazing catches. I'm really impressed with that. Uh, anyway, so once we, we got going, uh, it was just, like I said, an amazing experience. I just want to reiterate that, uh, for both programs, uh, the atmosphere was great. Uh, you couldn't have asked for a better day. I mean, it was like, you know, mid fifties to 60 degrees. Sun wasn't in her eyes. It was an amazing experience. Okay. So in the first quarter, Weaver state jumped out to a 14, nothing lead. And I was like, okay, this, this could be like, pretty impressive. Uh, Weaver did lose their uh, running back Davis. Uh, I believe it was like the second or third play of scrimmage. Uh, ran down the field, got hit, and then uh, his head bounced off the turf. I believe he is in concussion protocol. And uh, we're going to have to be monitoring that because that's going to be big uh, that they go up on the road uh, to Montana this weekend. So uh, kind of interesting there. Anyway, so Weaver marches down and then North Dakota has to respond, right? Well, uh, North Dakota, so the, the touchdown uh, was from Constantine to Ames. It was a little, uh, they kind of rolled everybody to the left. He he rolled out right and just kind of threw it to the back of the end zone. And then uh, Constantine also had another uh, pass to Malone as well, which was it was an amazing catch. I, I really hope they have some highlights because it was a really good catch. And then UND scored with about 237 left, Kettering Ham uh, to Travis Toivin. And... Uh, and then, so Weaver gets a field goal. So it's to the start of the second quarter, uh, Weaver gets a field goal, and then they try an onside kick. So then it was 17 to 7 at that point. They get an onside kick. It doesn't go 10 yards. North Dakota recovers it, and 
that's when I really felt like the momentum shifted in North Dakota. North Dakota then went down uh, and scored again, and then they outscored Weaver for the majority of the game up until the fourth quarter, 13-3. to So until 2.49 in the fourth quarter, North Dakota then outscores uh, Weaver State. Uh, they went into halftime. It was a close game. Uh, Mike Tuttle ended up missing a, a field goal. I believe it was like a 52-53 yard field goal uh, right before half, and that kind of set the tone. Uh, and then, you know, UND comes out, uh, they get up, and at the end of the third quarter, it was 24-20, to 20, right? And I'm like, I'm sitting on the edge of my seat. Obviously, I'm a neutral party. I was cheering for both teams. Uh, I wish that in college athletics and in sports in general, sometimes we could just, uh, obviously not a tie because a tie, I just wish both teams would get the win because it was so much fun to watch uh, this, this, this defensive slash offensive battle. So uh, we had, so UND scored with 7-1 in the fourth to go up by seven. Uh, and then Constantine leads a 75-yard drive for a touchdown. He scores with 249 to go. He had a big scramble. Uh, I mean, like, I believe it was like a 40, 39, maybe 40-yard scramble. Uh, and then he ended up scrambling into the end zone, getting a touchdown. He had also, he'd also previously thrown two interceptions, so that was a really big drive for him uh, for motivation. So the score was all tied up 27-27. to 27, uh, And then, I guess, the worst thing that could have happened for North Dakota, uh, on the, the ensuing kickoff, they kick it off uh, to, I don't even remember the number who fumbled it, but uh, they end up fumbling the ball. He muffs the, the the kickoff. It goes off of his foot and bounces right into Weaver's hands. It was on like the like the 20-yard line. Weaver then runs the clock all the way down to with 31 seconds to go, and uh, they get a field goal. So now Weaver's up 30 to 27 and they have 31 seconds and like the first play, uh, Ketteringham picks up a big chunk. I mean, it, it was like a 20 yard or so play. So then they hurry up, they spike the ball and then they had two shots. He had a couple shots. He had one, uh, to number 11, Travis Toyvin. Uh, he had one to Garrett mag and number 89. And then the last play of the game, he rolls out to the left, uh, you know, evades a couple defenders, puts a little juke move and then just chucks it, and uh, they end up batting it down uh, as the last second of the game. But honestly, had it had it was, I mean, they talk about football being a game of inches, right? Honestly, had he not put, he just put a little bit too much juice. Honestly, it like was off the fingertips. Oh, sorry, I'm Noah Wanzek. Uh, he's number thirty-one. Off the fingertips and I'm telling you like I was right like sitting right there first row as I watched this ball it was like slow motion and he's like reaching it out had he caught that ball they would have been on like the four yard line and they probably would have ended up scoring honestly and there probably would have been about you know two or three seconds left to go North Dakota went on would have went on to win uh, but instead Weaver State holds and uh, overall an amazing game I have been, uh, I, I liked North Dakota at the first of the season. I talked about them a lot they were playing in an extremely hard schedule. And, uh, I was like, okay, if these guys can survive, these guys are going to get looked at by the committee for playing these hard teams. Honestly, they still should be looked at it by them. And I want to kind of make a case for them. So uh, a couple of key players that I was really impressed with, we had obviously Nate uh, Ketteringham. He was a very efficient uh, passer. Uh, it wasn't that he didn't take shots. The kid wasn't, a wasn't afraid just to, you know, chuck the ball. 
but he was very, very effective. I think uh, he was 23 of 38, 304 yards, three TDs. I mean, I'm telling you, I, and I don't believe he got sacked one time. He was just very efficient. He was very effective. They did a couple of crazy things. I mean, they had like a, 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 a punt, a fake. That was it. That set him up for a score and stuff like that. So I'm telling you, this kid was very efficient. Really, really impressed with him. Uh, sadly, he is a senior that will be moving on. Um, uh, also, uh, number 11, Travis Toyvin had six receiving or six receptions, 81 yards, two touchdowns. That was number 11. Number 31, Noah Wanzek, who is also a senior, seven receptions, 140 yards. So he's averaging 20 yards per catch with one touchdown. And uh, Donnell Rogers on the defensive side had led with nine tackles and one interception. Uh, so I was like, okay. I'm impressed. I want to see where this North Dakota team is going to build because they're going to be going into uh, the Missouri Valley. Well, they had a couple of kids that weren't seniors that were there that I've already kind of mentioned. We had uh, Hayden Galvin. Now, he would come in on in, in, on certain sets. He was one of their safeties. He was number 16. He uh, ended up with eight tackles and one interception. He had uh, these long sleeve green sleeves and you can see him and he was a playmaker. Like I was drawn. Uh, one of the things that I like to, to look for when I am, when I'm like, you know, watching a football game, who am I drawn to? Uh, who am I watching to see if they make a play? Sometimes I don't watch the football as much as I'm watching the lineman in the block that they might set or, you know, the cornerback and what, what kind of coverages they might be in. There's so much to watch in a football game. Uh, it's, it's really important. And he, I was drawn to him, not just because of the, the green sleeves that kind of stood out, but he was, a he was an animal. He would come up, uh, and run support. He batted away. he, Really, he took away one of their receivers because if he was over top, you weren't throwing in that direction. And there were a couple times he almost had another interception as well. Uh, he could have had, like, I believe it went through his fingertips. Like, he was good, and he didn't get beat, really. I was very impressed. He is a junior, so real good news for North Dakota. Uh, he will be coming back, hopefully, for a senior year. Uh, also... I've kind of mentioned him already. 89 Garrett Mag had eight receptions, 55 yards. And uh, the reason now you might think, okay, why are you talking about a kid that only had 55 yards? The reason being is that Noah Wanzek and uh, Travis Toynavin, I'm sorry if Tonovin, I don't know how to say your name, kind of a unique spelling, but had number 11 and number 31. They had really big games, but it was because, you know, they were bracketing number 89. Anywhere he was going, they were putting him over. You could honestly feel that he was a pro. Like you're like, you can see people in college, you're like, you know what? He's a good college player. And then you can see people that are like, he's going to be going to the next level. In my opinion, I could see this Garrett Mag kid making it at the next level. He's big. I mean, he's tall and he makes plays. He ran really crisp routes. Overall, I was really, really impressed. Now, he only had 55 yards, but that was because it was his presence that allowed his teammates uh, to, you know, have the big games, in my opinion. I mean, uh, obviously, uh, Noah Wanzek, he had, you know, 140 yards. That's, that's incredible. But uh, I was really impressed with Garrett Mag. And then also the DB, uh, Jaron Candy, uh, with, he also had nine tackles. So we had uh, two kids with nine tackles and then uh, one guy that had eight tackles. So uh, overall, I mean, when you're getting nine tackles, you're flying all over the ball. You're flying everywhere. You know, you think about uh, overall, uh, 
I was really impressed with this team. And, and as I look through their roster, they do have a lot of youth as well. They're going to, we'll uh, check out their recruiting as, as they come up. And, and on, on the Weaver side, I was impressed with a lot of other guys. Obviously, uh, Rashid Shahid, he is an electric return guy. Honestly, anytime I was like, this guy could, could return it. Uh, Jake Constantine, uh, last year against the main game, I was like, okay, I need him to be consistent. He's a good quarterback, but I need to see consistency. He was really consistent. He had a couple of throws I got away with. One of them was tipped, uh, one of the interceptions, so I don't really fault him. The other one, he I believe he just didn't see the guy. But he had 230 yards, uh, two touchdowns, two interceptions, uh, 43 rushing yards, so he did really well. Uh, one touchdown. Josh Davis was the kid that went out, the running back. He's just a sophomore, uh, played his high school ball uh, in Salt Lake and Sandy or Draper, wherever you want to call it, uh, Alta High School. Uh, he went down on the first drive. Kevin Smith had 140 yards rushing. Uh, David Ames had uh, led all receivers with six receptions and 105 yards, one TD, and Justin Malone, two receptions, uh, 52 yards, and one touchdown. Uh, so overall, you know, but it was a little things. I mean, Weaver State, their offensive line is massive. I mean, like, I, w- I just kept on telling uh, my father, I was like, they just look big. And that's, I mean, they kind of look, and they're a ground-and-pound team. And I was very impressed. Uh, Both teams didn't commit very many penalties. They kept it a very classy game. I was very impressed with both teams. So going forward from this, uh, number one, the history. Weaver now goes up 4-1 to one, uh, with only one loss in 2016 at the Lara Center in uh, North Dakota. So they lead it. Uh, North Dakota is now transitioning into the Missouri Valley, obviously. So uh, you know, we might get a couple crossover games. Uh, Weaver, I think this North Dakota team is here to stay. I like what they've built there. I like offensive coordinator Danny Freud. I thought he had a couple of plays that were just absolutely brilliant. And so, you know, things are looking up for North Dakota. And I'm going to look, I look at what they could do um, in the Missouri Valley. And I think that they could hang right with SIU, Southern Illinois. Uh, I even think I would even put them up against South Dakota State right now. Uh even Illinois State, you and I. Uh, obviously, they lost to North Dakota State, but uh, Ketteringham did not play, so you might want to take that into consideration. This North Dakota team has beat three top 25 teams uh, at that time. They, they they beat them, so they're the only team in the nation that has that pedigree, and I believe that, that uh, obviously Weaver's going to be getting in, uh, even with the loss against Montana. It would be a three-way tie. Uh, they're going to take care of Idaho State, I believe. I mean, it's a rivalry game, but I think they're going to take care of them. Uh, so, you know, you look at it, Weaver State either has a share or will outright win uh, the Big Sky title. So uh, they're going to be going in. I believe they'll be seated. They'll be going. They won't have a game until the second round of the playoffs, in which I will be in attendance for that uh, that game. Hopefully I can get up there and uh, watch the game. And then, uh, you know, looking for it, forward i honestly see weaver has some very impressive wins they have a win against uni they have a win against sacramento state uh they have a win against north dakota who i think is really good and that was playing their guts out and then uh obviously if they beat montana they'd have that on their pedigree they have a really really good resume uh we could be seeing this team in the semifinals and i'm not kidding you that would be extremely impressive if they were able to to do that and i will be watching them uh, as the season unfolds. as for uh, north dakota i was making a case i've uh, actually talked a little bit about it on uh, twitter and things uh versus their F- fcs opponents uh they're the the combined winning record of 
so the so uh, the combined record of the people that they have beat is 20 25 and 19 the combined record of the people that they have lost to is 24 and 10 so we're just going to talk a little bit about that 25 and 19 is the only one that has a winning percentage and that's because they have beat three ranked teams uh sam houston state uh uc davis those are really impressive wins that kind of you know take you back and they beat montana state as well now they do have one bad loss against idaho state but i think everybody kind of has a bad loss outside of really the top five if you want to go there outside the top five everyone kind of has that one game where they kind of slipped up or they didn't play as good as what they thought they would have uh but they're the only ones that have where their the win record is that so you kind of look at it you're like okay they've scheduled somebody tough uh they've played they really uh i mean they're the idaho state was kind of an ugly game the north dakota state they didn't have their quarterback and quite frankly nobody's beat north dakota state right now uh or have the last few years so you're looking at it you're like this team has an Excellent resume, I believe, and I think we if we put them up against other teams, just because, uh, I mean, they are an independent uh, North Dakota, but just because they're not in a conference like, uh, for example, you know the the OVC you have Austin PA and and Simo trying to make their case of you know, both teams getting in, but honestly, I would take North Dakota. I think this team is legit. I think that uh, they're going to play well down the stretch. They're going to have, uh, I believe they'll beat UNCO uh, if they get the win against SUU. Then they've won a lot of their their recent games. Uh, I mean, they would have, uh, out of their last, let's see, five games, they would be 4-1 uh, and one if they complete that. Uh, basically, since the Idaho State game, you'd just be able to to, to forget about it. And uh, you'd be really impressed. So we'll see what happens. Obviously, uh, a special shout-out to them and, and Weaver State for working with me so well. Uh, very impressed with this game. Uh, I will be, I believe, this next uh, week, I will be up in Cedar City, Utah, uh, watching the Lumberjacks of NAU take on the uh, Southern Utah Thunderbirds if I don't go to my uh, the Dixie State School as well. Uh, they're going to be transitioning them to FCS, so we need to start giving them a little bit of... Uh, coverage as well on on this podcast series so i know this is a unique podcast i hope you guys have enjoyed it uh let me know and uh be sure to look for on twitter on facebook i will be posting the pictures of the games and uh just very grateful again for the university of north dakota and weber state for such an amazing game all right so until next time or until tomorrow where we release our full fcs podcast uh make sure to listen to that tell your family tell your friends thanks for all the love and support until next time let's keep the ball rolling